What's happening, guys? Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. As has been the last couple of weeks, I am doing the radio show from an undisclosed location, which makes it sound like I'm the vice president hiding as the president is in trouble, which is not the case at all, but I cannot tell you exactly where I am. Uh, I am in a hotel room somewhere, and soon enough, the truth will prevail. Well, there's no prevailing, actually, but I'll be able to tell you guys. Um, I will tell you that where I am, if you don't drink water all the time, you get a headache because you're dehydrated all the time. We are very close to the equator. I could say that, right, Mike? Mike and I, Mike D and I are, are currently in a hotel room. I'm amazed that there aren't complaints because we're in a hotel room, just normal, and there are rooms on both sides of us, and it's butt crack early, and I'm going, we're doing a radio show. Like, I'm yelling, basically, at times. And so I have a slight headache, I'm going to be honest with you, because I am a little bit dehydrated. My lips are sunburned. I have a second-degree sunburn on my lip, which I started to get a little tingle on my lip. And so I, I told Caitlin, I was like, I think I have something on my lip. And she was like, oh, is it a, a fever blister or a cold sore? And I was like, I've never had one of those before, so I don't know. But we started treating it as such. And we were able to go to the pharmacy. And they'll just give you whatever you want. You don't need a prescription for it. It's crazy. And so I got some a pill and some medicine to treat a fever blister. And turns out, because it's so hot and I've been in the sun, my lip is so sunburned that blisters were on my lips. And so if you hear me a little bit like with a lift like that, no. it's because I hate hitting my lip with my top lip because it's so sunburned. So that's another story. I'm dealing with sunburn. Who even knew lips could get sunburned? I mean, I guess it makes sense. But uh, so that hurts. Morgan number one is down here with Mike D and myself. And we were at a restaurant the other night, and I guess she is very scared of everything. And she, t- she took a knife from dinner and put it in her purse just in case, in case someone tried to attack her. So oh she's, now walking around with, <laughs> she's now walking around with a restaurant knife, <laughs> ready to stab anyone that gives her crap. Yes, Amy? I, nothing. I mean, I'm just good for her being ready. Protect herself. I'm just afraid she's going to stab someone that's like, hey, how are you today? Like, she is on edge. You don't take a steak knife from a dinner table and put it in your purse unless you are on edge. But like most of us, she doesn't know the language. And I think at times she feels a bit overwhelmed. I'm getting pretty good at the language. I'll be honest with you. I can at least understand a little bit. I feel, and Eddie, I'll ask you this because you speak Spanish. Yeah, come on. And you have spent a decent amount of time in Mexico, right? Yeah. I mean, I grew up right on the border. So yes, I know Spanglish. I feel like when I talk back to them in Spanish that they think I'm a joke or trying to insult them. Do you feel that way? No. I think that they just appreciate your effort. No matter if you mm. sound like a big dummy, they appreciate that you're trying to speak their language. I think it's more insulting when you go as an American and you're just like, hey, uh, donde, uh, where is the restaurante? And you're like doing forks to your mouth sign language kind of stuff. You're trying, so they love that. See, see, see. Uh, okay, well, buenos dias, everybody. So glad you are here. <laughs> buenos dias. Buenos dias, Senor Bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, gracias. <laughs> and your welcome is actually, it's not mucho gusto, but it's con mucho gusto. Con mucho it's gusto. almost the same thing, but the opposite. It's, it's con mucho gusto. Well, Did you know that, Eddie? No. I, I say de nada. Yeah, de nada. I usually say de nada. No, trust me here, you say con mucho gusto. Okay. Oh, wow. Lots of gusto. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes, lots. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or that's what I've been told. We have. I have a driver 
that is from here. And I, like I've said before, I do Rosetta Stone basically with him. I'm like, how do you say this? What is this? And so we work on Spanish as we travel around. But again, luckily Mike D is here and no Spanish, but you know, he just does radio with me and then I don't see him for until the next radio show. But we're here. My lips are sunburned, but we're rocking. We're ready to go. Let's get started today. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My husband is not a morning person, and I've learned to not talk to him until his coffee kicks in. I can deal with my husband's grumpiness, but now our five-year-old kid is copying his behavior. (laughs) He acts like his dad. He mumbles one-word answers until he's, quote, also had his coffee. It's driving me crazy. But my husband thinks it's cute, and he says I'm making too much of a big deal about it. How can I nip this in the bud? Signed, Jenna C. I think what stands out to me in her email, she's like, I can put up with my husband's grumpiness. But then she says, my husband thinks it's cute and I'm overreacting. That's the problem is that this is a conversation with her husband because he's the one egging it on thinking it's cute. Like, who cares? He's He needs to have a talk with the son. Eddie, you have kids that either have been five years old or yeah, are now. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you say? Well, one thing I've learned about, you know, these kids are always watching you. So this kid is just copying dad. I think it's hilarious. But if really there's going to be a change here, then dad needs to change his behavior in the morning. That's the only thing because he's copying exactly what, what dad's doing. So he's got to fake it. He's got to be happy and maybe smile and maybe the kid will change. So if you're Jenna, you go to the husband, not the kid. Yeah. Well, what's the kid going to do? You can't tell the kid not to act a certain way. So yeah, you got to go to husband. Hey, he's copying everything you do. Just act a little more perky in the morning and maybe he'll change his attitude too. When did that stop happening with your kids? Uh, Never. I mean, they do everything I do. Still? Still. I mean, I love to watch football on Sundays. You know, sometimes I got shorts on, put my hand in my pants and I look around me and they're all doing the same thing. (laughs) And my wife's like, look what you're doing to our kids. What's up with the hand in the pants? I don't know. Just, we just do it. I talked to another mom the other day. She said her kids do the same thing, too. She's like, well, that's just boys. I don't know. We just like to ha- have our hands in there. Don't know what that is. Bobby, you watch football with your hands in your pants? I don't think so. Yeah, check next time. I bet your hands are in there. Maybe I just need to set an alarm, <laughs> random check. Yeah, just check it. Our hands well, in your pants. Caitlin would notice if you do that. You should just ask her. Yeah, I think she would tell me. I wouldn't have to ask her. <laughs> Thank you for your email. It sounds like you need to go talk to the husband, not the kids. All right. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. So every weekend, Amy hosts a show called Women of iHeart Country. It is an entire hour of female country artists. And that's the goal is to, you know, provide more exposure for female artists. We also throw back to women in the 90s. This past weekend, Cam was Amy's guest. You may know Cam from this song, Burning House. I've been sleepwalking, been wandering all night. How good was it to see Cam again? Oh, it was awesome. And she performed that song live in the studio, and I got goosebumps again. Got them the first time I ever heard her play it, and got them again when she performed it. The interview and the performance was so good. Here it is. From our Women of iHeart Country show, it's Amy with Cam. Let's go, girls. Play it loud. Give it up for Women of iHeart Country with Amy Brown. So we are in studio now with Cam. So you're about to perform Burning House. And I want to go back to when you first wrote the song. What was the idea in the writing room that day? I literally just had the dream. Like, I had a boyfriend. We were on again, off again in college. And he was a big part of my life. So when it 
ended and I didn't handle it well, like I broke up with him in a not very nice way, um, I felt really bad about it. And like a couple years later, I was going to see him at this mutual friends party. And I thought, okay, this is my chance to sort of set it right. Not to get back together, but just so that he knows that I know you don't treat people like that, even if you're not going to be together forever. You can still be sweet to them, you know? So I was planning this apology and went to bed with all this on my mind. And you know how, like, whatever you're thinking about kind of seeps into your dreams, you know? So I dreamt that there was this house on fire and I'm like running towards it. And the emergency crews are like, you can't go in there. He's in there, like meaning my ex, but the house is about to come down and I'm like a hero, right? So I run straight in, find him, can't get him out. So instead of leaving and saving myself, I lay down next to him and hold him so he doesn't have to die alone. Mm. And I called my buddy Tyler like the next morning being like, you won't believe this dream that I had, like all the guilt and stuff. He was like, started singing back the exact words that I had said. Like I had a dream about a burning house. I was like, that is amazing. Like immediately, you know what someone's talking about. There's like such a visceral reaction for people when I sing this song. Like I see it in their eyes. Like I met this girl who like had the same dream apparently like reoccurring and was going to therapy for it. Like she came up to me after a show and told me about it. And I was like, okay, so like fill me in on what the therapist said. So I don't have to like pay for therapy. Yeah. (laughs) She goes, it means that there's something in your life that you cannot fix. And either it's in someone else or it's in the past and it's not yours to control anymore and you have to accept it. And I always love that. I feel like people have different reasons for loving this song, but like, I think that's like the connector, I think, for a lot of the different stories that people tell me. Well, how about we play Burning House now? You ready? Yes, I would love that. All right, here's Cam performing Burning House on Women of iHeartCountry. In this burning house 
she's opening up a bar and restaurant in Oklahoma. The spot will be called Reba's Place, and it will feature two stories of dining along with being a bar, live music venue, and retail store. It's set to open in 2022. Thomas Rhett talks about having four kids. I do know that four is a lot, but we're already kind of in the chaos phase with young kids, one in kindergarten, one in preschool, one still in diapers, and then an infant. We're just going to have to relearn how to prioritize our time. And I do know that it's going to be stressful, but, you know, we've always wanted a big family and we're just looking forward to it. Tim McGraw wants to work with Florida Georgia Line again on a sequel to their collaboration. We had a lot of fun shooting the video because we had a lot of time to really work together and develop the story and it turned into much like a, a mini movie. So I think down the road we should do another song and do a sequel to that because I think we left that a whole video set up to be a series. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. something good. 12-year-old Caleb from Utah, he was part of a student council service project where he made blankets with his hands, homemade blankets, and was giving them to a nearby hospital. Well, he shows up to the hospital with eight blankets that he made, and the hospital's like, oh, thank you so much, but we do have 500 patients in here. So he said, ah, I will go back and I'll no make way. more blankets. So he is now at 400, <laughs> and I think it's like 410 blankets, and he wants to do 501, just oh in case gosh. somebody else needs one. That's amazing. I bet that kid has ripped up hands. That's what I think about. <laughs> yeah. How muscular is he? He's like 10, but he has hands of like a bodybuilder. Uh, That's awesome. That's a great story. What's his name again? His name is Caleb. Caleb, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Well, both Eddie and Raymundo wrote a jingle for the Morgan & Morgan commercial, and they were trying to win $100,000. And so, I mean, John Morgan came on the show and was like, submit your jingle. We'd see it on TV. Submit your jingle. And so first, this is Eddie's jingle that he wrote to try to win $100,000. Go ahead. If you've been in a wreck and it's not your fault, dial Paolo, that's all. We will fight to do what's right for the people, for the people. Dial pound law, that's all. Come on. I thought it was great. It did not win $100,000, Eddie. Uh, I'm very sorry. That is crazy to me, but whatever. Whatever. Raymundo submitted his. Oh, I should say that was Eddie and Brandon Ray wrote that, and yes. Brandon Ray sang it. It was so good. Now, it was so good. Dial pound law, that's, that's all. all. <laughs> Raymundo, you wrote this with who? Me and Eric Dodd. Okay. And this is Eric Dodd singing it. Yep. And this is their submission that lost... $100,000. Here you go. If you're low and don't know where to go and you don't know who to call, don't forget you've got a friend out pound law. That's all. Morgan and Morgan for the people, for the people. Morgan and Morgan for the people, for the people.com. It's pretty good too. Yeah. But it didn't win. Uh. 
Have you guys heard the winning jingle? No. No, no we have not. <laughs> what is happening? We have it. Okay. You guys didn't win, but we have the winning one. Uh, do we know who who, who's, who this is even? Or we just pull it off the website? Yeah, it's Graham Do Hines is the dude's name. He's I looks okay. very young. I mean, significantly younger than me and Eddie, and I'm pretty sure he lives in his parents' basement. And not even kidding, because he gets submitted a video with it, and it, it looks like it's a, it's a basement. Okay. Here is this guy. This is the winner of $100,000. Go ahead. If you need financial compensation, if you got hurt and now you're in a fuss, whether you slipped on a banana or got hit by a bus, you should go to someone you know you can trust. Do you think that that was better than Eddie's and Ray's, Amy? No. No. You don't? I don't. Eddie, what were we going to say? You mean what? I think, I mean, it's pretty darn good. Like, it's not a bad jingle. The guy sounds just like what the Panic at the Disco dude. He's got a great voice. That's who he sounds like. The jingle is good, man. So, I mean, I'm all right losing to that. Raymundo? Yeah, $100,000. I can't believe he won it. Um, I think it's good, but I just don't think it's... Uh, Morgan Morgan's the one that put up $100,000 for grabs. I think they're kind of like, man, I, we shouldn't have offered that much money, but he's the winner. I think it's better than me and Eddie's both. Wow, okay. I think it's it's hard to argue because it's all taste, but I still think Eddie's was the best. All right, that's what I'm talking about, Bones. Well, you don't win any money. Well, I'll give but, you a Beanie Baby if you want. But what? What? <laughs> I don't want the Beanie Baby. But what if, Bones, uh, hear me out. What if I approach them again and be like, hey, I know the, con- I mean, come on, contest. We all know what that's all about. Hey, how about really using this jingle, though, once all this contest stuff is over? Hey, you can pitch it. I think you should write more jingles for more people. You've done one for Whatchamacallit. Whatcha- yeah, who's he, what's it? Who's yeah. he, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, tell, really good. I did tell Brandon Ray, I said, man, I am on it because he's kind of like my co-writer for jingles. I said, I am on a mission to get a jingle by the end of the year. Bones, we're almost done with the year and I've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not going to get one this mm-hmm. year. Hey, but get, get them next year, champ. All you right. Do it. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Raymundo, we'll play a country artist singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. We have to name the artist. He'll play like 20 to 30 seconds of it. Play the Brett Eldridge one, Ray. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, I got that one. I mean, so good, right? (laughs) So good. Brett's so good. So you would go, that's Brett Eldridge, and then you would get a point, okay? I'm going to play because I haven't seen them. It's me, Amy, Lunchbox, and Eddie. We have five of these and some for tiebreaker if we need them. Everybody ready? Ready. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I'm in. Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight I'm in. In. I got it. Amy. Carrie Underwood. I have Carrie Underwood. Lunchbox. I have Carrie Underwood. Eddie. Yeah, man, that's Carrie Underwood. There you go. All right, everybody's on the board. Next up. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I'm in. Let your heart I'm in for the win. Be I'm in. Stop talking. Oh, you don't have it? You don't have it yet? 
Dang, angry. <laughs> Turn it up. Okay. Who do you have, Amy? Darius Rucker? Yeah, me too, Darius Rucker. Watch, watch. Darius. Eddie? That's Darius Rucker, yes. All right. All right, everybody's doing good. Everybody's got two. All right, next up. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I'm in. Let your heart be light. From in. now on, our troubles will be out of I'm in, Blue Moon. I'm in. Pretty easy, everybody? Oh, yeah. yeah. Simple. Come on. Okay. Amy? Casey Musgraves. Yeah, Casey. Lunchbox? Ah, uh, Casey Musgraves. Eddie? Casey Musgraves. All right, three for three. Ray, stump us here. Give us a tough one. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. No idea. Stop it. <laughs> Let your heart be light. I don't know who this is. Turn it up, please. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's weird. I don't know who that is. Do you, does anyone know know it? One hundred percent, I know <laughs> yes, it. Yes, me too. You guys know who that yes. is? Okay. Hey. Oh, I don't want to be the same as Lunchbox. I don't want to be the same as Lunchbox. Play it again, please. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I'm just gonna write down something. Wait, wait. Mine's a, mine's a, mine's a guess. I mean, now I'm second guessing yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Now, our troubles. Wait. Shoot. I'm second guessing myself too. We played again. <laughs> One more time. Have yourself a merry right. little Christmas. Okay. Okay. We, we all this have to be. This has to be. be. We just it, if it's one of these two people, we get the point. Nope. No is way. One of the people, Kane Brown. No. <laughs> what are you no, talking no. about? Kane Brown is nowhere on the radar. I, I didn't write that down, but that was at the end. Okay. Let's you. all say it on the count of three so what? no one... Let's just... Ready? Okay, yeah. Okay, One, ahead. two, three. Scotty Jackson. Wait, wait. Josh Turner and Scotty McCreary. Bobby didn't say anything. <laughs> wait. Yes, I did. I said George Strait. Okay. Oh, me too, me too. Okay, so Amy and I have George Strait. Eddie, you have... Alan Jackson. That's not Scotty McCreary. No. I heard no, it's like... like okay. I thought it's either George or Randy Travis. Oh boy! Oh, I so thought Josh Turner wasn't on there either. Kane Brown, <laughs> no. Oh boy. Okay, Ray, is anyone right? Yep. Oh, I bet it's Alan Jackson. No way. Yeah, yeah, it is for yeah. sure. For Ray, sure. who is it? Alan Jackson. Wow. Nice job, Eddie. Thank you. Dang. All right, yeah. last one. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight I'm in Wow, I have nothing 100% 100% Yep 100% I'm in um, Play it again, Ray A merry little Christmas 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on. Man, I don't know. Me either. I'll be man. honest with you guys. Have you okay. I mean, I have somebody, but I put the odds at one in six that it's right. Okay. I'll go first. Amy, who do you have? It's Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, that's 100%. it. I knew I knew that. That's it. That's it. Mm. That was good. That was good. I have Gabby Barrett. <laughs> Son of a gun. Eddie? I have Danielle Bradbury. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean... Lunchbox, go ahead. You're not going to get it, but go ahead. <laughs> Whoa, guys, I got Maddie Sorry. and Tay. <laughs> it's two different okay. people. <laughs> Sound like Is this a people. tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let's do uh, buzz in with your name. I'm out. Oh. There's, a, there's a winner here that's not me. Uh, buzz in with your name when you know it. Ray, hit him with one more. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be loved. <laughs> From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Do you know it? No. Can I steal it? No. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. She almost pulled the trigger. Did you go no, no? (laughs) Amy! Amy! Yes. It's Little Big Town! Yes! That's Karen! Yes! Oh, that's good. Uh, is that right? That's right. All right. Nice job, Amy. You are. Oh. Great job. Great job. Great job. Amy went. Hey, she did full Fonzie. Yeah, because I was like gonna Never chime mind. in, and I was like, no, no, no. Wow. Here's a voicemail we got last night. So I just want to share this with you. <laughs> so my grandson, Caden, 14 years old, tends to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. And I kept going, Caden, what are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? He's like, Grandma, leave me alone. I'm like, Caden, what are you doing in there? He goes, I'm watching YouTube and pooping. I said, so you're YouTubing? <laughs> so we came up with a new... <laughs> YouTubing. <laughs> huh. I'd have two comments about this. One, even grandmothers think that pooping humor is funny, right? Two, she doesn't sound like a grandmother. Is she the youngest sounding grandmother in the history yes. of grandmothers? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She's like 38 years old. Uh, thank you for the call. Listen, you can leave us a voicemail about anything. 877-77-BOBBY. We love it. We listen to them. We appreciate them. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So back in September, this woman made the news because she was marrying herself. She was tired of relying on men. But just 90 days later, I guess, I don't know if she wasn't good enough. She's divorcing herself. <laughs> okay. She's just looking for attention. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not just that. She met somebody else. Somebody else came along. And so she realized that she needed to end her relationship with herself and start something new with this someone special. <laughs> if I was that new someone special and, and I met her and I was like, hey, are you single? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, sorry. She goes, but I'm married to myself. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be interested in that. <laughs> that is be- that is bizarre behavior. So does she have to like legally get a divorce when she's legally married to herself? I, I don't know that you can legally marry yourself, Bobby. I, which is which is weirder, her marrying and divorcing herself or someone that marries a ghost? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, <laughs> I think marrying the ghost is weirder if you're making what you choose. Lunchbox, which is weirder? 
marrying yourself. I mean, a ghost is at least someone else. It's so ridiculous to marry well, yourself. I forgot but, Lunchbox but, has had a relationship with a ghost. I'll say this. Yourself is at least someone that's real, like a tangible thing. A ghost <laughs> is not. Mm-hmm. I think if I met anyone and they were like, yes, I'm currently married to a ghost or myself, I would I would chunk deuces at them. Uh, what else you got, Amy? <laughs> well, parents are struggling to find this Christmas's hottest toy for kids, which is the Magic Mixies Magic Cauldron. And people are comparing it to Tickle Me Elmo in the 90s. And here's the deal. Some targets have them, but they're not shipping them out. So you have to get lucky and find one at your target for $69.99. Or they're popping up on eBay for like $100. Okay, here's why it's not like Tickle Me Elmo. Why? I never heard of it. And I talk about the news every day. Tickle Me Elmo was like the, that chicken sandwich of Popeyes. Like you had to have one. People were beating each other up at stores over it. I never heard of Magic Mixie's Magic Cauldron. I don't even know what that is. Well, what if this is me bringing it to you? Good point. <laughs> now you've heard of it. So it allows kids to use magical ingredients to create a stuffed animal. So all these things like get mixed together. And the fun part is, is on the box it says... Who will you magically create? Like, you don't know what your animal is going to look like. So, I don't know. I'm, I might have to get this for at least my son, maybe. I don't know what this is, but it sounds to me like there's either going to be a bunch of kids that get burnt physically by this, or a house is going to get burnt down. Sounds oh. like too many chemicals in play. <laughs> well, well, I'll keep you posted if I can find one. And then we've got a sneak preview of the CMT Crossroads Christmas that Brett Young is doing with Brett Young and Friends. Uh, here's Brett with Boys to Men singing This Christmas. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. surprised Brett Young is doing that. I figured Brett Eldridge because he's Christmas. When you said Brett, I was like, oh, for sure, Brett Eldridge. Okay. Yeah, no, it's Brett Young. It's airing December 8th and other people joining Brett, Colby Calais, Darius Rucker, Gavin DeGraw, and Maddie and Tay. Okay, there you go. Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Don Criswell is a building teacher at Newcastle Community School, so he has the students out on a building site, and they're doing some work. He's nine feet up in the air when he falls headfirst, boom, into the concrete. Oh, my. Serious injuries, but two students jump down. One wraps his head to cover the gash, and the other one keeps his neck stable, even though he kept trying to sit up going, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Another teacher calls 911, and they said if he would have sat up, he probably would have died. Oh, really? my. Which is why they don't sit up football players when they're down. Oh, I they did not know this. They take every single precaution to make sure that when it's a neck or a spine injury or possible spine injury, you lay still. They will cut your helmet off of you more than you taking a risk like this guy would have done. Yeah, wow. so shout out to Brendan and Gage, the two students that jumped into action. Great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On yesterday's show, we talked about leftovers and how from Thanksgiving you should probably not have any leftovers left. Not that you didn't have stuff left over, but it gets bad. And by now you should probably throw it out. But I had so many people message me going, we still got a whole turkey and we're going to keep eating the turkey. It's fine. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just passing along scientific information here. But Amy did say there's something you can do with your turkey, right, Amy? Yeah, I would say this is absolutely the last meal, and then you probably should get rid of it. But we made a turkey chili this year with our leftovers, and I had never done that before. Normally, we just do turkey sandwiches or, I don't know, keep that whole Thanksgiving vibe going. But this kind of put a new twist on it, and it tastes totally different. 
you can just use whatever chili recipe you normally use with beans and tomatoes and onions and, um, you know, just replace the ground meat with shredded up turkey. And I served it with avocado and sour cream and chips on the side. And it was so good. Who liked it the most? Everybody. I mean, me. Everyone. <laughs> but no, everyone like because it is a different it makes it more kind of a, a, a different, you know, genre mm-hmm. of food. Like it goes into the Mexican realm and you kind of feel like you're not even eating Thanksgiving leftovers. All good. Yeah. Turkey chili. I have the if people want more detailed, I did put there it up go. with the picture of it and you can just go to Radio Amy. That's my Instagram. And I have a step by step of what I did. But I think everyone will love it. And then, yeah, after this, you got to let the turkey go. Just be, be that's what I was looking it. for. I knew you put it up. So yeah. go to Amy's Instagram and you can see the recipe up there. Okay, let's go over and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. How do you wash your hands over the holidays? How do you wash your hands over the holidays? With sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was reminding Amy in the commercial break that we were going to talk about some sort of confrontation that she got into. And she goes, ooh. (laughs) And I was like, save that. Okay. (laughs) Save whatever you're holding right there into the segment. Because I don't really know what happened. I teased it, obviously. But what happened with you? Well, I was in a parking lot confrontation. And I just am trying to give, like, the most condensed version because it felt like forever that I was talking with this guy. But... Basically, I was in a parking lot that I'm in a lot and I am turning down. It's like I just rolled through a stop sign. So, I mean, I stopped at it and then I'm going, but I was not going that fast. But he looked at me like slow down and then mouthed at me to slow down. And I was like, oh, awkward. So I go, I park, I do my thing. And then 15 minutes later, I'm walking back out to my car. And I guess he kind of is coincidentally going to his car, which is near mine. (laughs) And when I'm opening my car door, he walks by me and mumbles, well, hope you made it there on time. And I was like... (laughs) Part of me was like... Were you already... Let me ask you this. Were you already... Did that trigger you based on some, anything else happening nope. in your life? Because I, well, oh, okay. Okay. So you were yes. just genuinely bothered okay, by Okay, here's the thing. I've just witnessed rude things happening lately. Like people are not being kind. And in my opinion, I know I wasn't going too fast. And I just felt like that was uncalled for. If I was having a particularly sensitive day, that type of comment would maybe have made me cry. <laughs> but... I instead I was having a strong day where I was like, I need to stand up for people that don't need to be spoken to this way by strangers. So I just said, I, I, well, part of me was debating just get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. And then I was like, out of my mouth, I just was like, thank you. Like with a question mark, because I like, what do you say to that? Because you're clearly not being nice. And then he turned and he's like, well, you were going 25. And I was like, Actually, I was going 15 and he's like, no, you were going 25. And inside my head, I was like, because you have a radar (laughs) or like because I looked down at my speedometer when he gave me a weird look and I knew I was only going 15. So I say I'm going 15 and he continues to argue with me about that. Can you tell me what celebrity he looked like so I can just envision this guy? Okay. He's good looking, like Ooh. full head of gray hair, but like lots of hair. Hey, but maybe sounds like a lifetime movie if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Let's go. Maybe, Richard Gere? Maybe uh-huh. fifty-five. I I don't know. Older, but I don't yeah. Oh definitely older than me. Like should have been behaving differently. That he was okay. acting like a child. 
Okay. Okay. So. He, uh, oh, and he was driving a Porsche. Oh, no. I don't like him anymore. Ooh. I didn't like him to begin with. Now I like him less. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this isn't about, I like him. This isn't about not liking people. This was just me trying to, you know, help him be kind to people. So I said something to him like, okay, look. I was going 15, and then he said, well, that must have been after you let off the brake. I thought you were going to run me over or something like that. And I was like, what? I was nowhere near him. It's just his depth perception might be off. So anyway, then he came over and tried to fist bump me and wish me, like, happy holidays. And I was like, what is happening? So I said, that's my point. Like, it's the holidays, and we should be kind. And then I said. You said this to him? That You said to him, that's the point. We should be kind. Yes, and I said, then I, then, this is the part where I kind of start shaking because I'm like, I, I, why am I even still talking to this person? But I felt like it just needed to be done. Maybe it was need to be done for me because I needed to stand up for myself. So I said, I'm a mature person and I think I could handle it if you were walking past me and you wanted to say, ma'am, I think you were going a little too fast. Like, or in my opinion, I thought you were going a little too fast. Try slowing down. I think I could have like taken that constructive criticism or whatever he's saying and been like, okay, maybe I should slow down right there, whatever. But I said, instead, you, you walked past me and bumble and mumbled, hope you made it there in time. And he said, you know what? You're right. That was passive aggressive. And I said, <laughs> yes, it was. And then I said, you never know what someone is going through. And there's no need to talk to someone that way because, yes, he could say that he could act that way or similarly to somebody else. And they might be having the worst day or maybe they were going five over and like you, you get on to them in a parking lot. Or maybe they like, had a gun in their glove box. And oh, yeah, the true. same could be said for you with him. I, I did like think that. I did think that. You're, you're, you're <laughs> reenacting an Aaron Sorkin scene here with the crazy dialogue and he can pull a gun on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought, good thing. I, I, I should have said, good thing I'm not crazy because <laughs> I, if I was crazy, I might pull a gun on you. But instead, I'm just yelling at you like you're yeah. a child <laughs> telling you how you need to talk to people. But I really, it just was, he, it ended up being fine. And I said, you know what? I'm in this parking lot all the time. My name's Amy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because I didn't want, I said, if we ever see each other again, oh I boy. don't want it to be I'm in awkward. this parking lot all the time. What does that mean? <laughs> I Do you am. come here often? <laughs> no, I am. I'm in that parking lot almost every day because it's a shopping center near where I am. And I go to this place to do my cryotherapy every, like uh-huh. almost every day. And so I said, I'm here all the time. And I just said, if we run into each other again, I do not want it to be awkward. So then he said his name. I don't remember it. Whatever. It's not like I'm putting him on blast. But if he if this does get back to him, sorry that I had to, you know, had that have that talk with you in the parking lot. But hopefully now you'll be kinder to people. There you have it. And that's the moral. Mm-hmm. That be is kinder. like, mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. Don't walk past hey, can people. I- Mention this. I remember early on you were like, I'm going to make sure this is a short story. Yeah, you I said know. You were going to like keep it. <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> I know, but then right, also. Dirk's Bentley. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I got to go to song. <laughs> Dirk's Bentley living. I mean, the show is literally almost but over I, now. No, I, mean, I was just going to say, like oh, when I boy. say it out loud, I feel really dumb. But yeah. don't don't be scared to stand up for yourself, people. Okay. In a parking lot with some guy you don't know, do be scared and just go away. <laughs> That's what I say. Amy, in your mind, how bad is the S word? Um, 
I mean, I don't like want. I don't want my kids saying it that bad. Mm-hmm. That kind of bad. Okay, but it's not up there as one of the bad bad. Probably no, middle bad. I think it's middle bad. There's worse, way worse. I'm gonna play a clip as someone is recording. So you hear them talk over the TV, but they recorded themselves watching the news when a reporter slips up and accidentally says the S word live on the air. I'm gonna beep out the S word here. It's from WVUA News 23 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's a 10 o'clock news. The reporter sounds like she was having trouble getting through. And she was talking about the Iron Bowl where Auburn and Alabama played. And she lost it. She said smorts instead of sports. She didn't realize she was live on the air. It's a whole thing, right? But people want to fire her for this. Remember, it wasn't beeped on the news. We're beeping it here. Okay, here's the clip. Over 87,000 people will meet in Jordan Hare Stadium tomorrow to watch arguably the biggest rivalry in college football. Coming up in smorts. We do apologize for that, um, that outburst, but of course we did catch up with some fans from both teams. Okay, so I LOL'd because that's hilarious to me that that made the news. Um, And I think what happened was they played a clip they shouldn't have played because I don't think that was live. I think they played a clip that they probably thought was a different clip. And then the reporter, the, the anchor was like, oh, we apologize for that. Because it was really quick. That being said, I do not think she should be fired or even suspended. It was an accident. I think there should be some sort of rule where if it's an accidental bad word, the FCC should go, you know what? That was an accident. We're not going to fine them. And we are not going to fire her. Your thoughts, Amy? Yeah, I agree. I don't think that that's you should get fired over that. I mean, but we do have a certain level of responsibility knowing that we're on air. But if it's an accident. Yes. If it's an accident, I say that the fine shouldn't happen. It should mm-hmm. be lesser. Yes. It should at least be lesser. Let's, first of all, let's not fine her. Secondly, let's not fire her because it's an accident. Thirdly, let's see if that was live or if someone just played the wrong tape. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was I, a guy yeah. in Austin who got, Eddie, you know the story? The guy yeah. that got fired? <laughs> yeah. He works for ESPN now, though. Didn't he record a whole thing and, and at the end of it, he was like, God, oops, and said some bad words, but didn't think that was going to go on the air? What happened to him was crazy because it was the talent and he started saying some bad word or whatever. And the the guy, the director who was in charge of all the buttons was mad at him. So to get back at him, he put him live on air while he was going on his arena. Rant, knowing that he was saying bad words. They both got fired. That stinks for the reporter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's hardcore. Uh, I just would like to appeal to the news because I know we are listened to in Tuscaloosa. I would like to appeal to everybody at WVUA justice for the reporter. I don't even know the reporter's name. Whomever she is, justice for her. Give her the anchor spot, by the way. Let's move her up. Let's actually promote her. <laughs> I have another story that was pretty wild. A screenshot has gone viral of what looks like someone on a Delta flight breastfeeding on the plane, her cat. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Google that. (laughs) From news.com. It looks like she's breastfeeding her cat. Now, I encourage people. Baby's hungry. I don't care where you are. You should breastfeed. Have at it. I think it's crazy that we sexualize breastfeeding. That being said, should you breastfeed your cat? Period. Should you do it in public? I don't know where to... It feels weird. I'll be honest with you. It feels weird. All of it feels weird. Amy? Well, I don't know. Is the cat hungry? <laughs> Obviously. Okay. She doesn't Does have... It matter? Does it matter? Well, yes. Do you want the cat to starve? Because let me ask you this. If she were to pump the milk and then serve her cat the milk in a bowl, would that be okay? 
It's still weird. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. It's still weird. But I think it's weirder to breastfeed a cat on an airplane. Yeah, yes, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but yeah. I don't want to get canceled. Like I tell you guys, I walk out, every day I walk out and I slap the top of the door and says, don't get canceled today. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying not to get canceled, but I do think breastfeeding a cat, I think that's a no. I think that's a no for me, dog. That's what I think about that. <laughs> what about if you lick your cat? Okay. Now we're getting into Amy's life, real life here. <laughs> this is a what about that's actually real. So tell me more. Well, I, I... Well, they say that you bond with they your say, cat. Okay. Oh hey, people oh say, mm, go no, ahead. that like, cause the mom licks the cat. And so my cat doesn't have its mom cause she, we, she joined our family and she was licking and I thought I wanted her to bond with me. So I started like rubbing my cheeks on her ear. Did you lick the cat? Be honest. Did you lick the cat? Yes, I just licked oh my God. Lick the cat? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh you, my goodness. You like bathed the cat? <laughs> Just a little bit. One, oh, with your huh. tongue? <laughs> One lick. Like where did you lick it? <laughs> On her head. No. <laughs> right. So it wasn't bad. She had it was she was it clean. <laughs> she was clean. <laughs> it was just one little lick. She's so cute. And I wanted to mm-hmm. bond with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is weird. I think this is I feel weirder about this than the breastfeeding cat because I wasn't what? there. I'm actually here for this. Okay. Where Amy admits she licked her cat. Go Once, ahead. one lick on the forehead to for bonding. That is very different than breastfeeding. Well, why not just rub your chin on it or her, your head? Why'd you have to go full I lick? did do that. I don't know. I just was like, you know, rubbing my cheek mm-hmm. on her. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go, mm-hmm, I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't anything weird or... Really? <laughs> yes, it was. You licked your cat. Oh, come on. Nobody... Did you get a hairball? <laughs> no, I didn't lick it that much. But I mean, I I bet y'all would be surprised how many people have maybe tried that. <laughs> Just... Mm. Let me check. <laughs> I would be surprised if people Ray, said they had tried that. Yes. Who has a cat here? Ray has a cat. Ray, have you ever, Ray, you ever licked your cat? Licked Pablo? No, but I mean, there's times when I carry him and his mouth is very close to my nipple. I'm not physically <laughs> breastfeeding him, but his, I mean, his mouth will touch my nipple all the time. <laughs> this is bizarre, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Amy, don't even laugh because you lick your cat. <laughs> Oh, okay. Boy. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I. I. I don't think we're what basically I, some weird fetish site right now. No, I don't think what I did was weird or fetish-like. I did one mm-hmm. lick on the forehead. Yeah, or if the you say cat. one lick, that's actually five or six. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was yeah. one moment of bonding, and I think yeah, it I worked. You. I hear you. Uh, well, let's play Lee Bryce. I think yeah. I need a song and to go Good wash idea. my hands and <laughs> I need to sanitize. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. And now an in-person tell me something good. We have Kimberly on the phone in Florida. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Doing pretty good. Thank you for calling. What would you like to say? So my tell me something good was back in September of 2020, I donated a kidney to my brother-in-law. And prior to donating... You have to go through all these tests just to make sure you're healthy enough to go through with it. And I'm driving to Tampa and I'm asking God, you know, give me a sign. Am I making the right decision? I think I am. And then all of a sudden on Bobby Bones comes a story about a principal that donated the kidney. And I was like, okay, God, message received. So, Amy, I do believe in signs. (laughs) And um, I got mine thanks to you guys. So thank you for helping 
me to make a really life-changing, positive uh, experience and decision. That is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> so how was it for you? You went in, and how long were you in the hospital? Um, so it was during like the COVID kind of protocol period time, so that was a little bit crazy. Um, it, I, I was, I'm not a wimp, and I've done, I've had a couple surgeries and two babies, and it's a hard surgery. Um, but after six weeks, I was 100% back. So if anybody's thinking of becoming a donor, I think it's an amazing decision. You have a chance to save somebody's life. And, you know, a little inconvenience for you for six weeks is nothing compared to what you're giving to somebody else. That is fantastic. Kimberly, you're awesome. (laughs) We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. And keep on changing the world. That's a great story, Kimberly. Thank you. Back at you. All right. There we go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Let's go over and catch up on the news. Bobby's Big Stories. I had posted this on my Instagram right before Thanksgiving, but it's popped up again because this story is so wild. A North Korean man who smuggled Squid Game into North Korea. Now, not South Korea, the good Korea. North Korea, the bad Korea. So he smuggles it in. He is to be executed by firing squad. And the high school student who bought the USB drive with the show on it from him is now jailed for life. What? Wild. Again, the bad Korea. North Korea is coming down on people who distribute or watch, well, basically anything that they don't regulate, but especially Squid Game. This guy... Death by Firing Squad. Another six high schoolers who watched the show were said to be sentenced to five years hard labor. Their supervisors, the teachers, were punished. Teachers and school administrators were fired. Some of them banished to work in remote mines. (gasps) The students were caught by government censors after a tip-off. It was the first time that North Korean government has punished minors under a law that penalizes the distribution, watching, or keeping of media from capitalist countries like South Korea and the U.S. That's from Business Insider. Doesn't that blow your mind and make you thank God you don't live in North Korea and that you live in America? Yes. It's crazy. And God bless the USA. And I'm proud to be American and Lee Greenwood and Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's just wild because it almost what you're saying. I haven't watched all the Squid Game, so I don't know the whole episode. But even Squid Game seems so uh, crazy and unreal. But like this is a real story you're sharing involving mm-hmm. Squid Games. It seems like it would be inside an episode of Squid Games or something. OK, that's the first story. Uh, the second story is Red Notice becomes the most watched Netflix movie of all time. Now, this was first brought to my attention by Morgan. Number two, Morgan. Number two, who is in Red Notice? It's The Rock. Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. And you came to the show, watched it early, and said it was really good. Yeah, I laughed super hard. I mean, Ryan Reynolds was awesome in it, and I thought Gal Gadot was totally B.A., so I think people should watch it. I thought it was a fabulous movie. Like, gave it five out of five stars. Movie Mike, you watched it as well? Yeah, good, not great. I didn't laugh at it. I thought it was very cheesy. (laughs) I would give it three out of five golden eggs. Somehow you insulted Morgan with that. I don't know how exactly, but somehow you insulted Morgan. But uh, Red Notice is the number one movie. Bird Box is number two. Extraction is three. Did you ever see Extraction? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, action movie. Yeah, I never watched it. I did watch Bird Box. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Irishman at four, which I watched that, really liked it, but had to watch it in two sittings because it was so long. Yeah, it was like three hours. I think it was. I think it was like almost four, wasn't it? Like three and a half. 
Whew. And then the kissing booth too, which I watch every night before bed. So good. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Have you seen that one, Amy? Yeah. Have I you seen the kissing booth one? Yeah. I've seen one too. Isn't there a three? Or yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen oh, all three. Well, apparently the kissing booth two is the biggest of all of oh. them. <laughs> uh, your favorite of all them, Mike? Movie Mike? I would say probably the first one. Uh, no, no, of, oh, all the, the of all the movies. <laughs> no, of all the top five movies. Oh, Bird Box is easily the best Netflix movie. Over Red Notice? Over Red Notice. Morgan, have you seen both of them, Bird Box and Red Notice? I haven't watched Bird Box, but I still would choose Red Notice. I'm just I'm okay, just going to go fair. against not my Not a fair statement. Not a fair statement. <laughs> Bird Box reminds me of the pandemic, though. Because wasn't no, it pre- right before the pandemic? Pre. 2018. It was way pre. Mm. Bo- Bobby was, must have been sure? watching it in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Yeah, maybe so. Maybe maybe it just reminds me of the pandemic because a virus like hit them. Yeah. Maybe so. All right, there's a second story. And finally, I bring this to you guys because this also happened to me. It's a new story that I can relate to. Australian Jake DeMarco looked at the monitor attached to his camera that does security at his house, and he saw his dog Ryder playing with what he thought was another dog. It was a white dog. Turns out it was a translucent ghost dog. The backyard is reportedly surrounded by a high-locked fence. When he saw the footage, he ran outside to see what was happening. By the time he got to the backyard, the ghostly dog was gone from the New York Post. This happened to me. When I told you guys this, you laughed at me. I think it's the same dog. I'm looking. I I saw it in the video. I think it's the same dog. I looked out the window in my kitchen, and it's, it's a window that goes all the way to the ground. So it's a big, tall window. And there was a white, crystal clear dog looking in. And my dogs were inside the house. They were barking like crazy. You can't get on the property without going through gates. You can't get out without going out of gates. And this dog, and so I, I quickly, I put Ella up in her little room real quick because she was going crazy. Stanley's fine. I went out in the yard to find the ghost dog and it was nowhere to be found. And I, I brought it on the show and you guys laughed at me. I still have nightmares about that because I, I felt like I was getting bullied again back from when I was a kid. And now it shows up in Australia Thoughts, Amy? I mean, I just, my first thought was like, Bobby, I, I would get that this is the same dog if it was, you know, a neighbor or something, but somehow this <laughs> dog just makes its way to Australia. It's a ghost. They don't go by the same travel rules we do. Well, how, he doesn't even you- need a passport. He's a ghost. Okay, so they can just close their eyes and say, I want to be in Australia yes, now? it's a ghost. <laughs> well, I don't know how they travel. They fly. <laughs> well, that's Duh. a long flight. No, they can probably fly like that. Okay, okay, anyway, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. It's been a big year for our producer, Eddie. And if you're new to the show, just to kind of tell you who Eddie is and what he's about, I uh, grew up in South Texas. I met Eddie. He was uh, working at a, a local TV station, and I was working there too. Whenever the show moved to Nashville, I said, hey, Eddie, I know you never worked in radio, but come with us and be you know, our video producer. Obviously, he's, he's on the show all the time. This year, specifically, he adopted two kids. He has two other sons, but he adopted two kids that were his foster kids for how many years, Eddie? Almost three years. It was a big deal. We've been waiting for this for a long time. And so that's Eddie in a nutshell. He loves the beach. He's the other half of the Raging Idiots. He likes to play music. How long have you been married, Eddie? I've been married for 15 years, Bones. Maybe six. Dang. <laughs> he's also he's also the best man at my wedding and he's my yeah. best friend. That being said, what else is happening at home right now? Okay, so I want to say a couple things. First, I want to apologize to you guys. Maybe I've just been a little moody the last couple of days. Um, I am just uh, overwhelmed a little bit because my wife got a new job. And she hasn't worked in... 
I mean, I want to say 10 years. About time, huh? Okay, stop. Well, <laughs> you mentioned being moody yesterday before the show because Eddie and I will talk for a few minutes before the show, and uh, I'm not at home. I'm working from a hotel room right now. And I was like, Eddie, what's going on? Man, I've, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. And he goes, man, life. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> like that day, it wasn't like anything specific. It was just life. And I didn't know that part of this is because your wife got a new job. So go ahead with that. Yes. Yeah, so she's her first job in like, I guess, 10 years now. And it's great. It's cool. She, she gets to go and work and stuff. But that also leaves me getting home around... I don't know, noon and the house I have to take care of now. Now I'm doing laundry. I'm doing back, you know, before she, when she wasn't working, she would do everything. I would go, I was like the 1950s husband coming home and like, give me that cold beer, sit down and watch the game. (laughs) Now bones, I am doing laundry. I'm vacuuming. I cleaned the windows the other day and I'm doing like honeydew stuff too, like fixing stuff around the house. I am exhausted. So I apologize to you guys for the moodiness, and I apologize for not even considering stay-at-home moms and how hard their job is. It's tough. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, Eddie, is this why you gave me a hug the other day? No, well, I just felt like out of nowhere, I'm getting out of my car and Eddie's like, Amy, you know, I was thinking about this. He's like, I just feel like I need to give you a hug. Like life is crazy. You know, Did <laughs> he need the hug? I don't know. He just gave me a hug. It was really, really kind. Like it was very, we had a good hug and it was nice. And I hadn't thought any, I mean, of course I've thought about it, how nice it was since then, but I hadn't really thought too much about it. And now he's saying this and I don't know if like somewhere in his brain, I don't know. He's because like I work full time, but I also still do like other yeah, things yeah. too and so maybe he's realizing a lot of what women contribute well as you mentioned him and that hug that's when when i went eddie was like yeah life man it really gets you like now it all starts to come you know it starts to make <laughs> sense uh lunchbox what were you saying I mean, Eddie, the single moms, you have to understand, or stay-at-home moms, they're not doing anything all day. You're coming home from a job, so it's a lot harder. Yeah. So you're doing two jobs. They're sitting at home all day. And I guarantee you, while you're at work, your, your wife's watching TV, she's hanging out. So she has all day to do that stuff. You only have a few hours after you've already worked a long day to get it done before everybody else gets home. So you need to like relax on giving the stay-at-home moms all the credit. Well, I mean, see, as they sip margaritas listening to us. That's what I thought at first. So this when, early? <laughs> I don't know if anybody's drinking a margarita this early. Uh, you ever Go seen ahead. The Real Housewives? <laughs> when when she first her first day at the job, I thought exactly that. I'm like, this is amazing. I played video games all day, and I just like sat. I didn't have a margarita, but I should have. And she gets home, she's like, this place is a mess. Like, what is happening? Like, we have dinner in one hour, and nothing's being made. Like, what's going on? And it flipped the switch of like, oh crap. I have to now start doing what she was doing when I was just living my cush life. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Mom, we would like to say Ugh. that we're proud of your wife. If she wanted to go back to work and she's back in the workforce, that's awesome. Yes. That's, I mean, that's a, it's also scary if she hasn't worked in 10 years, you know, she's been raising the kids. That's scary to go back into the workforce. Yeah. Well, she gets to take our little baby with her. So it's, it's at the school. So she gets to have the baby with her or else it would have never worked. So yes. And, and it's cool too, cause she has other people to talk to she was pretty lonely there for a little bit like she'd get home and she'd want to talk and i was like oh my gosh we just talked for five hours on the radio like i do not want to talk well eddie was over at the house before i left and eddie and i were watching a game in the living room and eddie's wife and caitlin were talking in the kitchen and eddie and i were tired because we got to get up in the morning <laughs> and do the show 
And Eddie walks back and he's like, hey, you ready to go? And she's like, 15 more minutes. 15 more minutes. Let me just hang out with Caitlin. And that was a mom who has four kids. I, right. I saw it on her face. Right. That's a mom with four kids. You don't realize that they just don't have anyone their age to talk to or an adult because she's been talking to a baby all day. So, yes, it's when she has the time, she just wants to talk away with everyone else. Well, we will give you the grace if you come in a little annoyed not understanding life, throwing out random hugs. We'll understand why. Okay, cool. No problem. Hey, and laundry, dude, I don't want to see another pair of underwear Wait, again. Why, why can't she do any of this now that she's working? Like, she just has to stop doing everything? No, man, it's my job now, and I'm going to do it, so that's You're it. doing laundry as your job? Yeah, I'm doing the laundry. I'm folding everything, hanging clothes. It's brutal. Is that your, is that your job, though, now, laundry? Yeah, and dishes. Put it on there, dude. All, and I have to have—I have to at least start the process of cooking by the time she gets home. It's brutal. I. What is she doing though? After she gets exactly. off, exactly. I mean, That's what I'm saying, Eddie. Like you're taking over everything. You have a job, so now you. Have, she just doesn't do anything because she has a job. No, she just wants to be a team. She doesn't because I'm telling you, she well, did leave the laundry okay, for her. Okay. If, if you were splitting stuff up, right. I understand. Like half laundry, half dishes. I, I I feel like I'm not getting the real story, and I'll talk to her, and she'll be like, Eddie's crazy. I have Amy, the real story right right here. Like I can I can spot this from a mile away. Ahead. And Eddie's basically admitted that he was doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So Lunchbox, she's not expecting him to just now do it all. She's like Eddie said, it's now they're a team and they have to share it. And she's not able to just knock it all out while Eddie's at work and he gets home and sits on the couch and does nothing. That's just not happening anymore. So she needs him to pitch in. So really, mm-hmm. this all makes perfect sense Thank to me. You, and I know she's still doing a lot around the house. I, that there's nothing left to do after laundry, uh, no. cleaning. No, there's a lot there's more a lot. left to do. Okay. There's a lot. She has and to she's still doing it. I'd like to apologize for quickly getting brought over to Lunchbox's side in this. And <laughs> yes! I, I, I'm, I'm a, it's a mistake on my part. Yeah. I'm better than that. I should not. <laughs> but Eddie, tell her that we're. that's awesome. That's okay. awesome. I'll tell her. All Thanks, right. guys. Okay, Lunchbox, what happened? Okay. So there's this newspaper writer that obviously is just out to make me mad or just wants to show that he doesn't do any research for his job and he's terrible at his job and he doesn't deserve to have his job. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he wrote an article and it was like UTSA producing, you know, great people and like celebrities that went to UTSA. I don't know the exact title. And he lists all these people. And guess who's not on the list? Well, I'm going to guess by your tone, you, but let me say a few things. One... UTSA is where Lunchbox went to college, the University of Texas at San Antonio, just so our listeners know. Yes. Uh, he, he did not graduate. He quit with only three hours left to go, which we're constantly like, hey, go and get that final three hours, but he has no interest. And now apparently, uh, what publication does he write for? MySA.com. Okay, so just the San Antonio newspaper, basically, but they're, yeah. they're digital. Yeah. And so can you list us? Who he mentions? I will. Okay. And, and let me let me tell you the exact title is "Churning Out Winners, Famous mm. and Notable People <laughs> Who Attended UTSA." It doesn't say graduated. It says attended. Okay, go ahead. Okay, let's go. Cigar Shaki. He is uh, an actor who graduated from UTSA. His most recent prominent role was in the YouTube series Unfair and Ugly. I mean, a YouTube series. <laughs> Like, really? That's what we're giving accolades what to? What class was he? Oh, but he is set to appear in Marvel Studios' Miss Marvel as Amir. Oh. I don't know what Miss Marvel is, but okay. Kim Spradlin. She won Survivor. 
That's cool. Okay, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, she only got $100,000. She was the fan favorite. She didn't win it. Devin Brown. He played in the NBA for a few years. I get it. Okay, cool. You know you played. You made millions of dollars in the NBA. Cool. Do we need to see how much Devin Brown actually made? Never heard of him. And if he only played a few years, I don't know if he made millions and millions. Yeah, he probably made like $4 million. I don't know if he made that much. You already looked. He, he was in what's cool. He went to UTSA at the same time I did. We were we were classmates. Okay, we, you guys we went the same time. <laughs> same time. Same time? I, yeah. I'm, I'm so frustrated. Okay, go ahead. Michelle Beadle. Who? Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, she has a new podcast with Athletic. Great people like her. But she's from ESPN. She's. I mean, Michelle Beadle is the first person that you've read that I know who that is. Exactly. Thank you. Go ahead. J C Kalen. Who's that? He has a YouTube channel. <laughs> but YouTube could be huge depending on... He has a YouTube channel. Okay, go Among, ahead. Yeah, he, uh, whatever. And then Alexander Hernandez that fought in the UFC in 2019. So where do you think you fall on that list? Who I are mean, you? who are these people? <laughs> like, really? I mean, seriously. I mean, to be fair, let's just, you know, devil's advocate here. If, um, say, one, anybody on that list maybe was upset for some reason they didn't end up on it and Lunchbox did, they would probably be talking to their friends and they would be like, and then there's this Lunchbox guy? What has he done? I Who mean, I've he? been on a national radio show for how many years? I mean, Kim Spradlin, I understand you were on Survivor. You didn't even win. You won fan favorite. And she gets on the list? But that's and, a really big And aren't you, if if I can interject here for one second, Lunchbox, aren't you on the wall at UTSA when yes. they painted a huge mural? They they went around the, the campus and they were taking pictures of different students to make, you know, put on the new building. And they took a picture of me and they picked my picture and made a mosaic out of it, mosaic tiles. And there I am on the wall when you but, walk in the new building. There I am. Cool. Wait, awesome. wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't your head like half cut off? Uh, no, my whole head's cut off. <laughs> what? Like literally, it's my arms and a little bit of my chest. And I'm like, oh, so the next floor is going to have my head. And you go to the next floor, nothing. Huh. But they have so, it like, but there is a photo that says this is, and it says my name, the year I was at school, everything. I think you have a beef <laughs> because I think maybe other than Michelle Beadle, you have more notoriety, more success than anybody else on that list. Yes. That's what I think. I'm not the writer, though. Should we try to get the writer on the show? Scuba Steve, can we try to track this writer down for an interview? And, and we can let him know. Lunchbox, what we want you to do is list your credentials, though. Because when we get him on, we're not just going to go, you screwed over Lunchbox. We're going to go... Hey, our guy Lunchbox went to UTSA, and here is everything that he's done and been a part of, and he feels like you may have forgotten about him. Yeah. I, I would like to know then, if he, he did any research. It, well, you don't lead with that, but you can get there at the end, and you can demand a retraction. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's the writer's name? Steven Santana. Why'd you say it in that tone? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a little frustrated with him. I mean, yeah, I can reach out to him. I got his email. You want me to say it? No. Let's have Scuba Steve do it. He's the producer of the show. Okay. Okay. He graduated and from maybe, Our Lady of the Lake University in 2013. Okay. Maybe we'll get him on tomorrow or the next day. Scuba, check, you good with I'm that? Go to his Twitter. Yeah, I'm good with still, Yeah. Lunchbox is going to stalk him now and start harassing him. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lunchbox. Yeah. I think that you have a right to be a little irritated. I don't know about being this upset. I mean, I should have been at least number two on the list. 
Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Edmond, Oklahoma. There was a huge wreck on the highway because one car, boom, crashed into another one. When police arrived, they asked the 40-year-old man, what happened? He goes, I was being a dumbass, man. You know, testosterone got the best of me. Got mad at the other car. Honest. Oh, hey. I feel like that happened to you in this segment, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just cursing out of nowhere. What in the world? What, what did I curse? What? You were quoting him, but still, that word? Dumbass is a bad word? <laughs> oh, there he goes again. I mean, right, right now my, yeah. kids, my kids are like, wow, Fletchbox just said that. Yeah, no, if my kids it says came in the home news and story, said that. Guys. But is that a donkey? Is it a dumb donkey or is it a dumb person? There's a difference. <laughs> A dumb. Say it's the donkey lunch. Yeah, it, say that dumb donkey. That dumb donkey. No, I'm just I saying. I understand what you're saying. Scuba, is that a curse word? I mean, it's not really, but it's just a, a preferred thing not to say within our show. Mm-hmm. Got it. Would you like to apologize to our listeners? <laughs> no, if they have a problem with that word, then they can need to get a life. That is nothing bad. That's, what? Well, we do try to keep it clean in case it's kids- clean. There is nothing. If it's in a news story that is on the news, like in the newspaper, then it's clean. The no, newspaper? that's no. If it yeah, were to I don't say, know about that. You, we don't know that you pulled that from a newspaper. It could be any <laughs> other. Who source. reads the newspaper? <laughs> Lunchbox just did. I can't believe you guys. Is that where you get your boneheads every like, morning? It's like when the town crier is yelling it out in the middle of the square, <laughs> right? Like. Okay. You guys don't go to some like newspaper websites and read them? Yeah, but this show, we don't say those words. <laughs> yeah, oh. like if the newspaper said other words. The, the newspaper wouldn't do the curse Why words. Why are we using newspaper as a source? Because <laughs> you did. Is this 1987? Okay, <laughs> if you go to usatoday.com, they're not going to put the F word in a story. So they, Yeah, I, they will. If it's a quote. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's just weird. You the don't New York think. Times. I mean, it just startled me when he said it. Yeah, me too. We'll probably not do it again, though, right? Nah, I'm sorry. I guess I'm the. No, 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 no. no. See, we bleeped that one though. We knew oh he was gonna gosh. do it. We bleeped that one. Good catch on that one. Okay, I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We had a bizarre segment earlier where. There was a woman breastfeeding a cat on an airplane, and then Amy admitted to licking her cat. One lick. And then Ray admit, yeah, one, yeah, one lick, sure. And then Ray admitted his cat has bit his nipple. I don't know what happened, guys. Bit his nipple. I'm not sure. <laughs> but just because I want to move off of this, but I do have one final story to add, and you can hear that in the podcast. But from the New York Post, a guy's facing up to 20 years in prison for having sex with a neighbor's goat. Okay. Uh, this is not the same category. It's close. <laughs> hey. It was just once, Amy. No. It's, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Also, should we send someone that's doing this to jail? Yes. Should we send them to... Re- or, I don't I know I think where. we should send them to be rehabilitated. But, the, Bones, the if he's doing suit. that, what else is this dude doing? <laughs> like, well, on. okay. I'm okay with checking him out a little further. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, friends. The Baba Bone Show.